You're listening to episode 38, Scriptures for Patriots, Overcoming America's Enemies with Christian Self-Government. I am your host, Hassan Barry Durmaz, and this podcast ministry is dedicated to exercising, promoting, and defending what is good about America, and what is good is that true law on this land, the king's land, our unseen king, true law is the liberty to govern yourself. Today's episode is actually part three of a three-part series that I've been entitling, Nursing America Back to Freedom. I started this on Mother's Day. If you didn't listen to that episode, please do that. That was episode 36. And today, again, is episode 38. This is part three, Nursing America Back to Freedom, the Patriotic Duty of American Christian Mothers. Oh, Mothers. We love our mothers. We need our mothers to be in this hour, and really always, but most certainly in this hour, our moms need to deal with this idea about whether you are true American by the spirit of our law in addition to the letter Meaning, if you have a birth certificate here in America, that's fine, that's good, but that's not the whole story, that is not the solution. We need the spirit of American citizenship, and that is a self-governed people, and then that's your natural identifier, American But then your spiritual identifier as Christian, and Christian alone, meaning of or pertaining to Christ, and not any other man-made added to names, commercial names, denominational names, added to that, or even displacing the reality that of what it means to be Christian. And before the end of this episode today, I'm going to unpack, I'm going to mention quite a few denominations related to their, how virtuous they are, their view on things as far as how sound they are biblically with all all their meetings. I'll touch on that towards the end of the program today. I did introduce that last week, and we'll, we'll work up to that. So, The emphasis here, if you've been with me for some time, then you know is that we are addressing and cultivating what it means to be American Christians. And so today, being part three for the American Christian Mothers, Nursing America Back to Freedom, the key text I've been using is out of one of the key texts, primary one, is out of Proverbs 31 verse 10, wherein it reads, Who can find a virtuous woman? 
for her worth is far above rubies. Now, why is that? Why is the virtuous woman, her worth is far above rubies? From my perspective, I believe that is so because if I look at the effect of that kind of woman here in America, in our founding era, which I say is from 1620 to 1820, it's a little bit after, it's around 1820, 30 that America started to fall away into apostasy. So uh, here in my home, as a home educating father of five children, I have, I have made a mandate, if you will, a mandate. We can do that as parents, certainly as fathers, uh, mothers and fathers, mothers working in harmony with their husbands. But I have a mandate here that we're going to internalize and get good at the 200-year founding of America. Some would say it's the 150-year year from the Pilgrim landing in 1620 to the War for Independence in 1776. But somewhere in there, 150 to 200 years uh, because uh, after the war, then, you know, there's the Constitutional Era and then the early days of our Republic, its infancy. So I do see that as the, the founding era. Uh, and then, uh, <clears throat> so what my point there was the kind of woman that was on the king's land during that 200-year period, they were women of virtue. And without that virtue in our mothers, there would be no America. That's, that's my premise. These are women who, many of them were married women, and so they had their husbands, many of these men, scores of them. Some would say up to 200 uh, men are considered our founding fathers, and many, if not most, if not all, were married men, and there are works that describe the lives not only of the signers, say, of our Declaration, in our constitution, but then the the lives of the wives of our signers. I'm not even getting into those wives, <clears throat> but I, I'm I am touching on them. I am going to talk about a couple of women today in in our history to um, give you a taste of what an American Christian mother uh, is found saying and the virtue of such a woman, her her imprint, the evidence that she left on this soil here in America. So why the virtuous woman, why her worth is far exceedingly above rubies, as precious as rubies are. The virtuous woman, she cannot be compared with rubies because that virtue of her walk with her Lord and Savior and King is power, 
And without that virtue, without that power, there would be no America. That's how valuable she is. That's, that is her worth, that <clears throat> the evidential record is there to say that in this country, we can see the effect of a kind of woman that has power, that has virtue, that is self-government. You see? <clears throat> so, in the previous episode, number 37, I... Or maybe it was the one before that, verse... Um, not verse, episode 36, I read quite a bit about uh, our founding fathers and what they said about virtue. And one of the conclusions... I mean, well, let me share not just one, but... While the people are virtuous, we can never be subdued. We can never be enslaved. All right, that was Samuel Adams. He wrote in a letter <clears throat> to James Warren. If you haven't gotten that uh, download, you can do that on that episode 36. That was part one of this series. But then another conclusion, which was uh, from Benjamin Franklin, was that the role of teachers, because he understood, as many of our founders understood, that teachers are teachers of virtue. So when we talk about education, it's not head knowledge first and foremost. There's nothing wrong with head knowledge, but head knowledge alone, without the foundation of Christian character. That's what develops into an enemy of our way of life here in America. You see? So, <clears throat> uh, education is important, but then we want to talk about the right view of education, the the Christian, the, the, the distinctly Christ, and I will say the distinctly American Christian understanding, philosophy, and method of educating our youth, our children, our grandchildren. <clears throat> this is what uh, my home has been about for over 25 years, and we are by no means... Uh, excellent, you know, the, uh, an expert authority on this. I've had, my wife and I, we've had to seek out those who have made it their life calling to be teachers of virtue, you see? And so uh, when we educate for virtue, we are educating for freedom, you see? Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. And that's to say that ver uh, freedom is not, though it is something outwardly that we experience, it is first an internal reality. The heart must be liberated. And so that's why only Christian education is able to accomplish that. Because something that is that is of Christ, he is the fountain head of it. He is the source and origin of it. He said in his 
in in John's Gospel, chapter 8, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Indeed. So, uh, this is the command of Scripture, that we are to disciple one another. Fathers, along with the help of their wives, are to disciple their children, and in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, of our King, and when we do that, we're going to have virtuous people, virtuous children, and it does mean dealing with ourselves as parents. And that's the rub there, is that when we want to train our children properly in the ways of our Lord, our King, in His virtuous government, it is going to deal with ourselves first and foremost. It, it, it is a, it is, it's a hard rub that we have to apply to ourselves. We as parents have to govern ourselves, restrain ourselves, cut things off, reprioritize our life and our lifestyle. And that's exactly what my wife have been doing. We've been on an interesting journey for the last 25 or more years. And some of that uh, means different relationships. Some people get offended when you make such changes. Sometimes they look radical changes. Family members can uh, wonder about you. And I have that. I have that in my life. Some family members that just, just because of what we're doing to educate our children, they are under condemnation because they send their children to government schools, public schools, and we don't say anything about that, only that we're focusing on the positive of what we're doing to educate our children. And so I've noticed how that people will start feeling guilty about where their children are, that they're not in a... Christian environment of education, and well, uh, that is the conscience that's speaking. And so, if you're under condemnation, then that's an, that's a piece of evidence that you may not be born again, because Romans eight says that there is therefore now no condemnation to who to those who are in Christ Jesus, right? So, let's get clear on that once again. The Christian life is a life free from condemnation. There is a piece of the virtue working right there. There's no condemnation for you if you're going to be virtuous. And actually, the virtue takes time to develop, so even before that, just being born again, there is no condemnation. You see? So Second Peter 1 says, add to your faith, there's the born again life, add to your faith virtue. I mentioned that in uh, the last episode, 37, there in Second Peter. You want to look at that passage again. And I'm just taking a look here. My notes. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Educate for virtue is to educate for freedom. The internal virtue produces an outward result, an outward reality of freedom. America is not free today, friends. Not truly free. It's a, it's a man-made, manufactured freedom of the evil empire dictating everything under the sun. And we've all grown up in that from our birth 
And as we come into learning what is true about the king and his kingdom and on the land here in America and where you are in other countries, you might be in Canada. Our friend, We have some friends up in Canada, some friends in Japan. There's Sean and his wife, Sibeli, and their son, Zoe, Zoe, down in Brazil. I personally have family in Scotland and Turkey. Yeah, my Turkish father uh, and my Scottish mother. My wee Scottish mother. And I love my mother and her heritage. Uh, and, and we're making memories, aren't we, mother? To um, laugh. And I thank my mother. She has complimented me in that she has noticed that uh, I am her, as her firstborn son, her firstborn child, that um, I'm, she has noticed and, and, and spoken to me about the fact that uh, uh, I take a great interest in her Scottish heritage. And she just confides in me in that to say that that blesses her. And uh, of her five children, um, she hears from me the most pronounced, pronouncedly, pronounced, most uh, vocally about our Scottish heritage. We're members of the Sutherland, the clan Sutherland. And I took the family there with two children back in 2002, three, and we need to get back there as in soon. So I'm mom, I'm, I'm working with you to have your health uh, bolstered coming into 80 years old. And it is my uh, belief, prayer and, and diligent uh, focus to Let's get over there to Scotland and make some memories with our family there. And let's reinvigorate the Sutherland clan who are people without fear, freedom fighters. And we can be freedom fighters because we are people of virtue. And so here I am uh, talking about the patriotic duty of American Christian mothers. And let me introduce to you now, having made the case biblically, you know, that the virtuous woman... Her worth is far above rubies. Historically, let me introduce you to, I, I, I'm intending to speak to you about two women. I trust I can do that. The first one, Lydia Sigourney. Lydia Sigourney, born in 1791, lived until 1865. She was a popular poet essayist and travel writer during the early and mid-19th century. Lydia Sigourney. I have a work in front of me, one of her works, entitled Letters to Mothers. Letters to Mothers. You can find this online, I'm sure, in numerous places. However, this particular edition... I purchased from the Foundation for American Christian Education. They're down in Virginia. This is a, uh, a golden anniversary edition. Letters to Mothers. And let me read now out of here a paragraph or two. Maybe it's just one paragraph here. To teach the science of self-government is the great end of education. Every hint to assist in promoting a correct balance of feeling 
is important to the mother. She will probably, sometimes, be annoyed by a tendency to peevishness in her little ones. Let her be doubly watchful against being fretful herself. Nothing is sooner caught by those whose virtues are feeble than the language of complaint. If we indulge in it ourselves, how can we hope to suppress it in our children? With what propriety can we reprove them? Let us check in their presence every murmur that may rise to our lips and teach them by our own cheerful manner to walk with an open and admiring eye through the picture gallery of life. Keep aloof from sadness, says an Icelandic writer of the 12th century, for sadness is a sickness of the soul. Men would often give gold to buy back a passionate word, and nothing so destroys unity as the exchange of evil language. I'll stop right there. And so, what I see here, when she says, she's quoting this work, uh, nothing destroys unity as the exchange of evil language, you see, the first response to evil is self-government. Most people are lashing out, or a lot of people are lashing out at the evil. But that's not the distinctly, that's not the distinctly American Christian approach to correcting what's wrong, correcting evils. There have always been people of tremendous passion. I'm a, I'm a person of passion. However, the wrong idea of passion is passion that is not checked, where it leads you to do things that injure others. Starting even with, even with your words, what the words that come out of your mouth, right? So, to the evil that you see around you in your life, whether it's in your home, God forbid, but if it is, you can neutralize that evil in your home by you first governing yourself by your tongue, restraining your tongue. Look at, if you need a refresher, encouragement, and you should, we all should, go to James chapter 3. Just read that out loud and get a reminder and a reality check of how unruly the tongue is. It's full of deadly poison. Who can tame it? Actually, no man can tame it. You need the work of the Spirit to tame it. And so, He is the Lord's government, the Spirit of Christ working in you. And so, when passions are running high, people get into vitriolic, uh, verbal volley on social media or in person. Oh, you definitely see it there in social media. Uh, You don't want to go there. You just don't want to go there. You can go there to advance ideas. And that's what I've done. What little social media things that I do, I kind of go in these cycles, but uh, it's hard to maintain that stuff. <laughs> I, I want to uh, get some content out there in our, our, our podcast ministry, our, our, our ministry at Household Embassy. 
at uh, libertyisthelaw.us, and I'm working on you know trying to improve those things. But uh, I've had some unkind things written back to me, and I'm just ignoring that and stay true to well-reasoned liberty and ideas and just to cut through all that emotion that wrong view of emotion that uh, people want to throw the knives at you okay and so um here this lydia sigourney uh she she writes how that um mothers when you educate your children or helping out with the grandchildren don't let those children complain and whine and all that nonsense and a lot of mothers allow that. But when you see that, you observe that, you want to nip that in the bud right there. Correct it right on the spot. Do it by God's grace consistently. And you will be training. Well, first of all, you're dealing with yourself to govern yourself, as Lydia says here. And you will be training your children in self-government. With those kind of uh, with that kind of correction, you see. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> so that's just a small sampling of Lydia Sigourney, and I have another uh, publication here that was written by someone else about Lydia Sigourney, and the title the, the title is "Teaching and Writing to Plant and Nurture Self." Government. I'm going to have that in the show notes. This is a 25-page uh, publication by the the Foundation for American Christian Education. That's where I got the book on uh, Letters to Mothers by Lydia Sigourney. And then uh, apparently some other mother wrote, uh, her name is Penelope, Penelope Paquette. She wrote this 25-page uh, article about Lydia Sigourney, Teaching and Writing to Plant and Nurture Self-Government, Fueling the Torch of Christian Liberty. Fueling the Torch of Christian Liberty. I recommend that you get this. I'll have it in the show notes. And uh, one of the things that's said in here, it's the compilation of many of Lydia's uh, written works. And in one of them, she talks about her father, where she says, My father, like his predecessor was called to take part in the battles of his native land. He joined the first regiment that was raised in that portion of Connecticut and marched with them to Boston, ere the Declaration of Independence had been promulgated. They passed their first night in the neighborhood of the lion-hearted Putnam at Brooklyn, Connecticut, who had then but newly left his plow in the unfinished furrow and rushed onward to stand by his country, <clears throat> till her struggle for existence should end in liberty and glory. Liberty and glory. <clears throat> That's She's writing about her father. And that America's struggle for existence should end in liberty and glory. That is the story of America, mothers. And we're not there now. We're no longer in liberty and glory we're in low degradation we're in bondage we are been we have been and are being subverted by america's enemies 
And I'm putting the call out to you mothers and grandmothers. Don't think, grandmother, that um, I know that your children are most likely grown and out, yes, and now there's grandchildren. You can have a hand in your son and daughter's children, your grandchildren, with influence and and come alongside, bring this material forward to your grandchildren. Please share this content. Uh, get real with and candid on what are we doing with our children? Are we giving, if you believe you have Christian children, Christian grandchildren, are they receiving a Christian education? Because only an education that's virtuous, and there is no virtue outside of the king. No. Virtue is a power from heaven that's been brought on the land when he brought it with him over 2,000 years ago. We need to teach and build in ourselves, in our children, and in our grandchildren. Virtue. Virtue. And with that, valor. Men to be men of valor, women of virtue. And when we educate for virtue, we're educating for freedom. Think about that. Think about that. That we have to teach the character of our king into our children before and as the foundation of the academics. All right. Uh, So... Think about teaching and writing to plant and nurture self-government. And I'll have this uh, uh, this bulletin uh, with the show notes that so you can download this and be inspired. Get ready to do some good reading, some historical reading, footnoted with primary source documentation. And uh, think about your contribution in your, in, your, in your home with your children, your grandchildren to start writing. Moms, you can start writing. When you write cards, when you write letters, let's be writing to fuel the torch of Christian liberty to govern yourself, to govern, for everyone to govern themselves. All right? Moms, you are in a very influential uh, position no matter what age you are, where your children are, are at. Children and grandchildren want to hear from their moms and grandmothers. They really do. And think about the quality of the content when you write your children and grandchildren. Okay, Think about whether it's truly dealing with their inner person of their character or if it's dealing with superficial things, external things, temporal things, money things, toy things, and Playland, Disneyland, Disney World. Uh, You know, that's fine, that's not sin to do any kind of number of entertaining things, but it will and it does become sin if we ignore first things first. And that is, this country is in bondage. We are not free, moms, grandmas, and you hold the key to that. Your house is key to America's freedom. You've heard me talk about that. That's on our website. Your house is key. And I'm expanding it here to see, to to help you see that moms, grandmas, you have a patriotic duty to be 
whatever you were, you know, maybe you're maybe you're getting a little discouraged by some of the things I've been sharing the last couple episodes on this series, Nursing America Back to Freedom. That's good. You know, it's good to be disillusioned with the things that we've done that they're not producing the attractive fruit. Okay? That's that's just, you know, we can't control that. Uh, but it is good to be disillusioned. It means that what you were working on and doing for many years, it is a mirage. It, it didn't materialize into anything of substance. The substance being freedom, genuine freedom, and not be slaves to total strangers and agencies and anybody, your neighbor. Uh, we're not to be slaves of pastors, of uh, business leaders, church leaders, and political leaders. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of oppression and control by people in those positions. And so if you had your hand in that, the good news is, if you're hearing the king's law, that these things are wrong, oppressive, and of the devil, then repent of that and go the other way. Go the way, the Jesus way, and his way is the way of virtue and freedom. That's what we're bringing forth here. We are working together to resurrect the Christ idea of government, and that is self-government. This is what we're doing. Stay with me on this. Be encouraged as much as you might be, in some measure, discouraged, if if I'm speaking to you. Uh, Get before our Lord and just deal with yourself. And uh, even unto tears, it's really good to cry out for the wasted years, the squandering, the uh, empty-handedness, the lack of gold and silver of distinctly Christ's character. That is what's going to prevail. That's what this country is about. And so mothers, we need virtuous mothers because if there is no virtue, we there would be no America. And that's why there is no true America today for a lack of virtue. So make the course adjustments. Make the repentance, the tears, the prayers before your king, and uh, go over this material. Get the downloads that I'm providing. Engage me further if you desire. I can point you in the right direction if I don't have resources for you. But let's begin this work. And uh, in today's episode here, again, teaching and writing to plan and nurture self-government. Get inspired. Read about Lydia Huntley and her contribution as an American Christian woman of virtue and her deposits of her written works. Okay, do that. And now let me mention a second lady whom God used in the early days of our country, and this is Emma Willard. Emma Willard, she was a pioneer in women's education, and she wrote, one of the things that she wrote was the history of the United States, or Republic of America, in 1845. This is Emma Willard. I do not have this history of the United States But I have an excerpt. I have some things. I'm going to read to you now a couple of meaningful, meaty, get ready. (laughs) Put your 
Put your rabbit ears on. Get your get those uh, antennas up. I'm going to be reading some serious substance here. And uh, it is so good to read works like in the 1800s and, and farther back. You got to go back a good hundred years or more to read some meat. All right. But these are some excerpts. And I'm going to be looking out for getting her whole volume on the history of the United States from Emma Willard. Uh, and she's going to talk about here, what I'm going to read here is uh, the study of American history and the fundamentals in education. She says this, The Declaration of Independence, Washington's Farewell Address, and the Constitution of the United States should be studied by the youth of our country as their political scriptures. Have you ever heard somebody frame things like that? That the Declaration of Independence, Washington's Farewell, and I mentioned uh, his Washington's Farewell Address on episode 36, on what he said about virtue, morality, religion being necessary to good government. Friends, you've got to read Washington's Farewell Address and bring it forward. Uh, just under, underline the things that get your attention there and bring it forward to your children and your grandchildren. Uh, bring them around the meal table. Okay? That's what I do. And, uh, well, uh, you may maybe you can't do it at the meal table. If, uh, but talk talk with talk with dad. Talk with father. Let's have him listen to this, this uh, if he's not listening to these podcast episodes, and let's come together. But moms, you can take initiative and be a support, major support to your husband. If your husband is concerned about where our country is, you be an instrument of virtue and power. And uh, let's let's be inspired here by Emma Willard, okay, about our political scriptures of the Declaration Washington's Farewell Address, and our Constitution. All right. Let me go on from Emma Willard. She said, These are reasons why our youth should be directed first to the study of our own history, keeping in view its connection with our geography. But there are other reasons why the study of American history is better, not only for our own students, but for those of other countries, (laughs) than that of any other nation with which we are acquainted. History, it is said, is the school of politics. It is not, however, the mere knowledge of events in which the student sees little connection, which lays a foundation for his political knowledge. It is only when he is led to perceive how one state of things, operating on human passions, leads to another, that he is prepared, when he comes into life, to look over the whole moving scene of the world, predict the changes which are to succeed, and should his be the hand of power, to put it forth, to accelerate or stop the springs of change, as he finds their tendency to be good or evil. Mm. There's more, but that's the end of this. <laughs> There's a period there, full stop. That was a long sentence. All right. <clears throat> I love how she says 
Emma Willard says that people of other nations ought to study American history more uh, than any other country. Hello? I mean, that's going to probably upset a lot of people. Uh, but it shouldn't for those who love freedom. All right? And so, you know, not every country has uh, good freedom. And that's going to be the proud person that... Uh, <clears throat> Doesn't want to look at American history, quite frankly, and there and there are Americans here that uh, give little heed or credence to our own history, and that's just pure pride, stubbornness, and rebellion. And they're they are resisted people because see, you have to keep in mind something that is just right there staring at us, and we just don't think of it, we don't see it, and that is America is a melting pot of many nations around the world. It's not the elevation of a one race. It is not that. I, you've got to hear that. You've got to see that. You've got to contemplate it. America is so unlike any other nation. Let me go on with Emma Willard. Let me, let me, let me share her, her words. She says, There is no species of events like those related of America for producing this effect. Now she's talking about the effect of good and evil. And the young politician of other countries might begin with this as the most easily comprehensible subject in the whole field of history. Here, effects may be traced to their causes. That here, meaning America. Effects may be traced to their causes. Madam, do you want to excel in virtue, becoming or re-invigorating uh, the role of the teaching mother. You want to teach not just facts and the things that you see, which are called the effects, but you want to t- trace them back to their causes. Woo! Take them back to their causes. And here, Emma Willard, an educator, writer of the 19th century, in the early days of our country, the early, uh, the new, the, the the young fledgling nation, which also at the same time were under attack. <clears throat> you know, uh, this is the early days too of the rise of feminism, and I had a couple of episodes about that. And Lord willing, we'll come back to that when I was talking about with Sean at that time, Sean Morgan, about masculine Christianity and seeing the attack on Christian manhood masculinity by women who want to throw off their limited jurisdiction and take on the role of men. Uh, Here I am bringing to you two most excellent virtuous women of Lydia Sigourney and now reading from Emma Willard. And the powerhouse of understanding, that's, that's that virtue that's coming out of these women that moves me to get their works as I have some, but to continue to build the library here for my children, most especially my daughters. I have four daughters, and so I've said on this podcast ministry previously that I am committed to getting clarity, utmost clarity, on the man and woman question. I am doing it, and the Lord is blessing me in that endeavor. And so here... Emma Willard is saying that America is distinctly unique, and she says here the effects may be traced to their causes. And 
here's what I conclude about that. It's what I said about some of our founding fathers with James Madison and George Washington, and that is this. If there was were no Jesus Christ and the good news of his government, there would be no America. Now you have Emma Willard here saying the same thing. You see, here the effects, the, the, the effects meaning the fruit, this country, how did this country come about, this freest country, how did it throw off the evil empire of King George III and Parliament when they were not obeying their own laws, they became tyrannical, they became oppressive, they became abusive, sending their troops over here. When our founders, we have on record 10 years of petitioning and remonstrating, remonstrating and appealing what the Olive Lee uh, branch held out for peace, reconciliation, and reasoning, petitioning. I've got a volume here in my library. We'll get into that sometime later. 10 years of evidence that we just didn't go to war at the drop of a hat. There is 10 years on record, friends documented, written evidence. It's called the Christian history of the American Revolution. And there's not a word about the war itself. It's all of the 10 years leading up to the war. That's the men and women uh, appealing for the king's idea of government, and that is self-government. All right. Emma Willard here says, as it respects the most important advantage in the study of history, which is improvement in individual and national national virtue. Mm, I have this underlined. I got to go back. I want to back up. She says, as it respects the most important advantage in the study of history, which is improvement in individual and national virtue. You see that? There's a cause. She's she's making that cause and effect relationship. We come boldly forward to advocate a preference for the history of the American Republic. Here are no tales of hereditary power and splendor to inflame the imagination of youth with desires for advantageous distinction. Here are no examples of proliferate females where the trappings of royalty and nobility give to vice an elegant costume. Or, as with the celebrated Scott, I mean, it's Scotland, where beauty and misfortune make sin commensurated till it is half loved. Listen, listen to this next sentence. Here are no, here meaning America, here are no demoralizing examples of bold and criminal ambition, which has waded through blood to empire. The only desire of greatness which our children can draw from the history of their ancestors is to be greatly good. Greatly good. I see a prophetic word here in Emma Willard talking about modern America. She's not in modern America. She's in the uh, early days of America when she says, that in her day, there is no demoralizing examples of bold and criminal ambition. Friends, we are there now. She was talking about the old world of Europe, specifically England, criminal ambition. Well, guess what? We are back to, well, we were never back there. We That is what has happened here. 
That is, see, America was so successful in her founding era, the freest nation to emerge on the history of the king's land. I should say the geography of the king's land in the history of nation making. So successful that, and we won our war. And the Christian view of, if we're going to go to war, the Christian view of war is we make friends of our enemies. And that's exactly what we did. John Adams, our second president, he went over there to, to the king of England after the war to reestablish trade and commerce. Yeah. So we, we have a hand in England's prosperity and bringing it in their goods here. But the evil empire never ceases, never relents. The devil is constantly stealing, killing, and destroying. And so the evil empire has, through its lawyering behind everything, has become, uh, continues to become more sinister and subtle through business, through man-made law. And so uh, we have now what Emma Willard says here, criminal ambition. It is out there. This is what Sean Morgan in his The Sean Morgan Report and The American Periscope, uh, making sense of the madness. That's the madness. It is criminal ambition that we have out there on such a scale that we do need, we, we, we need a move of God. We need, we need that spirit of 76 to be revived once again. And from my perspective, that spirit of 76 is the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes all the way back to the resurrection. That is virtue, that is power, is life prevails over death. Okay. Uh, Emma Willard, oh, she goes on here about, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to take time to read more, but there, there is much more here, just in a couple of pages, actually. But one of the things she does is she compares America with England and France. And, well, let me just read here what she says. She says, in the conduct of France, too, she already talked about England, but she went into it more about bribes and flattery and dissensions and treason and counterfeit money in England. She says, in France, too, though gratitude rises in our hearts for her actual services. Yeah, because France came to our aid as an ally during the war for independence. Yet history compelled though sometimes sorrowfully to follow truth, must pronounce that in her conduct as a nation there is nothing virtuous or generous. Unlike her Lafayette, it was in success, not in misfortune, that that she declared for America. And if at length she she combated with her, it was not that she loved her or honored her cause, it was that she feared and hated her enemy. Who's your enemy? Who was France's enemy? England. If England had, I'm sorry, if America had not taken care of herself, bitter to her would have been the care which France would have taken of her. Her embrace of friendship would have been found the pressure, let me back up, her embrace of friendship 
would have been found the pressure of death. How interesting, in her youthful simplicity, in her maiden purity, does America appear. Contrasted with these old and wily nations. Who shall say, in reading the history of these transactions, that there is no such thing as national vice or national virtue? What a contrast. What a contrast. And that is a beautiful contrast to make between America and France. France had their revolution, but it was bloody. It was ruthless. It was lawless. It was not as America's revolution based on the unchanging standard of God's word, his revelation, his perfect law of liberty. That is why all nations of the earth should look to America not as the standard of anything good, but it is the example. America is a great example of what is good, and that is the king and his perfect law of liberty. So if we're going to make America great again, all our friends out there, our MAGA friends, make America great again. I want to have... I want to have dinner with Donald Trump and his wife and as many of his family are, uh, can come around. But uh, I just put this out. It is uh, the Lord knows what's on my heart's desire. And I don't know if there's anybody who has his ear, but I'm not going to be presumptuous that uh, nobody does because he's come into some things. Uh, he seems to be more of uh, the Lord's man, more of faith uh, and and. I don't know him personally, so I can't say. I can only read the reports, some underground reports about where Donald Trump Trump is in his uh, walk with the, our unseen king, but he has said and seems to be doing, has done things in his presidency that are consistent with the king's law of liberty, and that's to get our sovereignty back, cut us off from the Paris Court Agreement. That was one of the first things he did, and boy, did that make NPR just up in arms about that. Uh, I, I listen to those programs, and no, they don't understand it, that this country is sovereign, it's independent, and we have entanglements all over the world, we have entanglements here, we have communism, Marxism, socialism, destroying this country, but you see, it didn't start there. And Donald Trump is not going to be the one who's going to do it, no, I pray he will govern himself. But ma'am, and and you men who are listening to this episode, it starts with you, it starts in your home, your house is key to America's greatness, not Donald Trump. God is using him, and I pray he will continue to use him and deal with the fraud of the man who is in office right now, and that's my position. I see the evidence that's been brought forward by many, the fraud, the manipulations, okay? What's it gonna take for us to really wake up and not just waking up as in shouting, whoever can shout the loudest and protest the loudest, you know, and all these interviews on good underground uh, news media. But it's the things that I'm bringing forward to you, what we need to do. And that is, we need to rebuild our virtue. We need to educate for virtue. Thus, educate for freedom. I'm going to take a break right now for us to listen to one of Sean's sponsors. And on the other side, I'm going to come back and we're going to pick it up 
and really drill down on how to educate for virtue, to educate for freedom. Gold is near all-time highs. Has it reached its peak? Did you miss the boat? No, I don't think so. The exploding debt, change in the interest rate cycle, political and economic turmoil have caused the current move in gold. And those things are getting worse. In fact, Citibank projected gold to hit $3,000 an ounce over the next 12 to 18 months. I encourage you to protect and grow your investment portfolio with gold. I trust Dr. Kirk Elliott with Sovereign Advisors. With over 25 years of experience and two PhDs, Kirk Elliott is the best of the best in the industry. Call his office at 720-605-3900 and tell him Sean Morgan sent you, or just click on the link in the description to get that free consultation. Key question. Are you an American Christian, or are you providing aid, comfort, and compliance to America's enemies? Here is one revealing way to know. Take the Pierce test. The Pierce test is the only professionally validated test of the worldview of individuals in the areas of politics, economics, education, religion, and social issues. The Pierce test reveals a decline in high school and college students over the past several decades who are equipped to hold and articulate a biblical view in these critical areas that affect our nation's future. This downward trend has caused caused the Dermaz household to become ardent advocates for Christian education. Christian children deserve a Christian education. The test has helped many parents and educators receive a vision for a truly Christ-centered education. In addition, peers testing for the past three decades validates America's historic philosophy and methodology of education, applying the truths of the lawgiver's revelation at the heart of every subject in the curriculum. This educational approach most successfully produces a biblical worldview in students. And friends, if you're interested in my results. I took this Pierce test in 2013 and I've had my children take it. If what I'm saying in this series is compelling and and moving you and bearing witness with you, take the Pierce test. Go to our ministry website at libertyisthelaw.us. Go to the rebuild page. This is where we're at. We want to rebuild out of the ruins of Babylonian captivity. Build and disciple one another into the king's government of self-government. That is our key to our victory, is himself. And when he comes in you, he governs you more, much, much more than men and women and children governing you. So go to Liberty is the Law. Go to the Rebuild page. That's libertyisthelaw.us. Go to the Rebuild page, and underneath there you'll see uh, Conscience, the tab Conscience. Go in there, and you can see uh, my peers test, the results, and all my children, my wife and my children. Okay? And uh, just... 
get it. And there's a video there of Dan Smithwick. He's the founder of the Nehemiah Institute who puts out this uh, test. Uh, very uh, enlightening gentleman, man of the faith. And uh, you can watch an, uh, about an hour-long video there on that page, really taking it in about the value, oh, the tremendous value of this Pierce test. In fact, let me let me demonstrate here the value of this. And that is, I'm holding the, uh, in front of me, Dan had sent me a summary report by denomination how people score. So... Uh, scored on this Pierce test, okay? I've got on here everything from, there's uh, Adventist, Apostolic, Assemblies of God, Baptist, Southern Baptist, Independent Baptist, there's Bible Fellowship, Brethren, Christian Church, Church of Christ, Church of Christ Scientists, Church of God, CMA, Community Church, Congregational, Covenant Church, Disciples of Christ, Episcopal, Evangelical Free, Foursquare, Humanism, Islam, Jehovah's Witnesses, Judaism, Lutheran, Mennonite, Methodist, Mormon, Protestant, Nazarene, Eastern Orthodox, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Reformed, Roman Catholic, Salvation Army, Unitarian Universalist, United Church of Christ. Then there's other, there's none, and then Messianic. Did you hear your denomination from this list? Uh, and I'm sure there's, well, there's other denominations, actually. I just read off 41. There's, from what I find on Wikipedia, there's like upwards of maybe 200 denominations, uh, perhaps worldwide or maybe just even in, an America, in America. But now let me highlight once again, as I did last week, that um, the highest score received by these denominations is the Protestant denomination. And what I have here is a composite score of the areas that are tested of politics, economics, education, religion, and social issues. Okay, and so that's compiled into a composite score, an average score. And then there's a second score that uh, Dan added, few years ago about limited government. So I want to talk to you a little bit about these, the composite score and then most especially the limited government. And that's very important because that's why we are under pain. We are under injury. Our families are under attack is that government is way out of its biblical and constitutional proportion. Way beyond, way beyond. In fact, the people who are in government service, their pride will not allow them to hear that their power needs to be taken away. They are people without virtue. I have talked to these people. We're talking uniform people or even civilians who are hired into the in courthouses and all over the place. And that is the utter pride. They don't know that they are servants. They think they are the master. They think they dictate what is good and evil. And they are deeply wrong, blind, deaf, and dumb to the truth. And would to God that any that any of these people would really love truth, love virtue, more than vice, more than the lust for money and position and power. 
I wish it was not that way, but I don't think I have to convince you, I'm sure you're nodding your head, that what I'm saying is true, and I no longer consent to that evil, hence our family ministry at libertyofthelaw.us, hence this ministry podcast that Sean Morgan has invited me to do, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to be doing this more of a monologue, unless I bring somebody on, like my daughter, and there's other uh, people that are of interest in me to bring forward for your rebuilding of your self and family government, okay? Uh, but uh, all of that to say about the denominations and where they are, and so the Protestant ranked the highest. Uh, we're talking about, you know, 100% is perfect. Uh, the Protestant, the, the number one ranking score on the Pierce test is by the Protestants at uh, 52.19. Okay, 52.19. Uh, the lowest, well, let me see, that was on the composite score. And on their limited government, they had 46.22. 46. That's the highest. Okay, 46 and the and, and 100 is perfect, right? That's... That's getting the correct answer, the most correct answer. And uh, right after them, their composite score on the uh, politics, economics, education, religion, and social issues, how biblical their view was, uh, that's the Pentecostals, number two. And number three was Mormons. (laughs) Uh, Mormons scored just almost neck and neck with... um, the Pentecostals, and actually, as I look more closely, I have misspoken. Actually, the Mormons ranked number two. See, uh, Pentecostal and Mormons are at 50, but the Mormons have 50.84, and the Pentecostals 50.09. So, uh, quite revealing, all these denominations, and uh, let me let me uh, read, there's some uh, information here as to understanding the Pierce test. The score range. Now, uh, let me talk to you about the limited government area. Uh, 70 to 100. If you score 70 to 100 on this Pierce test, you favor constitutional representative form of limited government. If your score is between 0 and 69, you favor democratic rule, bureaucratic, expansive form of government. I'll read that again. If your score is between 0 and 69, which all these denominations, the highest one, if, if, you, if you're hearing me correctly, hearing me clearly, the highest is the Protestants at 52.19. 52, and if you score between 0 and 69, right, that person, those people favor democratic rule, which you can read that as mob rule, okay? That's what a democracy, pure democracy is, mob rule, majority rule. That's what it means to be democratic rule. Democratic rule, bureaucratic expansive form of government.
And so I just read uh, off all these denominations that score, the, the top is 52% with the Protest, uh, yeah, Protestants, Mormons, then the Pentecostals in the 50 range, and then you go on down from there. It goes real down uh, low to Adventists. I think they have the lowest score here of 13, 13.73. They actually got a, a no, they got a, a minus, a neg- <laughs> they have a negative 1.31. That's the Adventists when it comes to limited government. So since they got a negative range, that's below zero. Here on the Pierce test, it says when, you're less, when your score is less than zero, you favor socialistic style, cradle to grave government with comprehensive centralized control of civil affairs. All right, so that's the Adventists. That's where they're at. They deny the power of Jesus Christ to govern themselves. But then quite frankly, friends, every denomination here, every denomination favors a democratic rule, a mob-style rule, majority rule. In other words, they're not principle-based. They're not like... You could stand by yourself and be right, even though hundreds may be opposing you. Uh, people believe, oh, no, the majority, they, they couldn't be wrong. No, that, that's just not possible. Uh, that's what that looks like, is democratic rule, the majority rule, you see. But that's not America. America is a republic, a republican form, a nation of law. Law prevails, not man-made passions. And so every denomination that I read off here favors democratic rule, bureaucratic, expansive form of government. Expansive? It's been really expansive since the Civil War, Lincoln's War. Okay, it really exploded from then. And at that time, America, I mean, the church in America is under attack and it's falling away into apostasy. Okay. This is why the Christian, though though unbelievers are responsible for their behavior, the Christian is most ever so most responsible friends. You've got to hear that. The problems in our nation did not start at the upper levels of our county, state, and national level. They didn't start there, as as clear as you can see it there. It starts in a man and woman's home. In your home. Okay? And so that's why the, the rub and the hard question to hear and to ask yourself, to hear from me, to ask yourself, is, is your home distinctly American Christian? Or is your home complying and providing aid and comfort to our enemies. Yeah, Christians, by our ignorance. The Lord says uh, by one of the prophets prophets of the Old Testament, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And the reality is there is no lack of knowledge. It's that the, God's people have a lack of it. And so friends, I'm bringing to you an opportunity to get clear on how virtuous you are in your view of right knowledge from the Bible and applying it to the areas of politics, to economics. That's about your pocketbook. 
I know we're concerned about that. All right. Do you have a biblical basis for your economics, your your microeconomy there in out of your household? Do you have a biblical basis for education? If your children are in government schools, it's it's the it's the plight on, on the church in America. Most Christian households, I understand it's about 85% send their children to godless schools of the evil empire. And that's education, but we're educating into our bondage. That's where we have been, and I'm putting out a clarion call to come out from the evil empire and touch not any longer the unclean things. So how biblical is your understanding of education? The Pierce test will, will reveal that, and that's what you want. You want to get clarity on that. You want a baseline so that you know where you are and you know now clearly a path and direction of where to go. And then how biblical is your view on religion and social issues? And then the new category of limited government. Uh, And so, yeah, when you look at my, if you go to, again, that, um, go to the conscience page under rebuild. You look at look at my score, look at my children, and then call to mind what I'm saying right now about all these denominational scores. 50 is the highest, and it's everything down below that, and yet, as good as that score is, 50 or 52, uh, every one of those denominations, those Christians, are believing in expansive government. So if you're under pain and injury, it's because of the false, the socialistic, bureaucratic things that are being taught in churches, by pastors, elders, yes, the whole lot of them. All these pastoring, all all these pastors, all all the pastoring, all the shepherding, and yet look at the nation. Is there anybody listening to me right now with courage to take the peers test for you to take it yourself and get clarity on it and then recommend this content the, the this podcast episode this series to your pastor if you have one to your elders to anybody who is a head of householder we're in a major crisis in this country and we've been there and the question is, how aware are you of the crisis that it's not the things that you see outwardly being reported on, it's the things that you don't see, the things that are going on in your home, the things that are going on in your neighbor's home, your friend's home, your children's, your grandchildren. Okay? When you look at the Pierce test that is on my page there on our family website, look at mine, my wife, my children. <clears throat> There is evidence by our scores that we, my life, and my family ministry is proven ground, good ground, to support and invest in this work of resurrecting our king, our unseen king's government of his kingdom. Okay, The government of his his kingdom is... Self-government. Okay. 
we, the Dermaz household embassy for our unseen king, we have, uh, by God's grace, it is all by his grace, okay, may I boast in his grace, where he has brought us, and that is available to anybody who will surrender on his terms of unlimited submission and obedience to him today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Today is the day of being made safe. Being made safe. And if you're already being made safe in that you are born again, then sanctification is the work that is to be done. Sanctification. There's salvation and then there's sanctification. You can never rest in your walk with the Lord. If you have, then, as I said earlier in the the program today, repent of that and go the other way. And I'm just here by God's grace and in the timing in this hour of our nation to show you a way more excellent, the way of virtue, the way of power, and to make whatever changes the Holy Spirit shows you in your life to make time for recovering the king's government in your life, okay, in your life. And so I'm hoping that uh, you can be encouraged by the fact that I'm here speaking to you with these podcast episodes and even right now to say that when you look at our view, our understanding, we have a biblical understanding out of this home that's coming to you over the areas of politics, economics, education, religion, and social issues, and limited government, friends, uh, support this work. And many of you are supporting this work. Thank you. Thank you, and I I, I pray and trust that uh, God will continue to grace you to support this ministry. Thank you for it, that share the contents of these episodes, and I know some of you are doing that. Thank you for that. And for those of you who are listening and are not supporting uh, financially, I do thank you for your support in that you are a faithful listener. But now, consider what it's going to take for um, men and women and with their families to take this country back from the evil empire of which we are uh, under bondage and subservient to. The Lord has broken us out of that in a very pronounced way. And here, and and I've talked about that in other episodes, of the things that we're liberated to do and not to do. Now, today, with the Pierce test, I'm demonstrating to you more evidence that we are the Lord's free men and women here, the Dermaz household embassy, and that where he has led us these 25 and more years, we are here now in service to you for the resurrection of self and family government beginning today, encouraging you now with this tool of the Pierce test uh, to take this test and to consider supporting this work I want to be coming to you more faithfully. I have other things to come forth, some published works. I need help with that. There's some finances to help with that. There's some people with skills to help with that, some editing. And uh, my heart is in this to serve you. And there are numerous of you who do give me feedback, and I am encouraged. And I'm, in fact, I'm really encouraged 
to mention a new supporter that I'm going to, as I close out this today's episode, there's actually much more I want to share today, but uh, I'm going to let you absorb what has been um, shared, okay? Uh, but this Pierce test is is a vital t- assessment tool to get clarity, to get understanding of why things are where they're at, all right? And I want to mention now a gentleman by the name of Paul Nissan. He's a new supporter. He's reached out to me, and he says, Hello, Christian Patriots. Thank you, Paul. That's a compliment. We would be honored to feature feature your website without any charge at OperationJoinWithChrist.com and our other four affiliate websites. We agree with your commitment to Father God and America, and we wish to support you on our websites. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Regards, this is Paul Nissan, director, and he's left his phone number and email. And he says to me, P.S., after reviewing our mandate, song, and symbol for American unity, please let us know if we can support you. Either way, we would love to hear from you. Paul, thank you again. Uh, I have reached out to Paul. I had a, a brief phone call with him, and so I've been looking over his materials. That's at operationjoinwithchrist.com, and so Paul, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for being a listener and hearing something good here on this podcast ministry, Uh, something good on our website, libertyisthelaw.us. If you see and hear anything good from me, that's not me working. I want you to hear that. That is our King, by His Spirit in me, working to let you know that I am no longer of the fallen world order. I am no longer under its oppression. I'm no longer under its tyranny. I'm no no longer under its materialism and its oppression. And those things are out there in business and church and state. Materialism, oppression, and tyranny. I'm no longer under those things because I have been delivered, liberated, and made independently dependent upon God through the power of Jesus Christ. Okay, his virtue is what's working in my life. And uh, so, Paul, uh, thank you again. I do want to have us on your sites. And so, um, I'm going to send you an email to say yes, or if you're hearing this, let's say yes, tell me what to do, uh, how you want to do that. But um, let's see, I do want to say something here. Oh, this song, yeah, uh, Paul has a song on there called Fight for Freedom. I want to mention something about that, Fight for Freedom. I do see that there's a lot of like uh, military images there. That's good. And at the same time, uh, we want to fight for freedom, as you've been encouraged, that uh, starting in our own homes, so it's not a military uh, thing, just like in the founding of America, our founders did not take up arms first and foremost to defend their freedom. Rather, they wrote, so let's get back to things like writing, they wrote down superior ideas, and they appealed, they made a demand upon 
the king of England's conscience. Actually, they made a demand upon his character by appealing to his conscience. Right? That these people are governing themselves. American colonists, from the pilgrims to the, the 1776 and before then. They're, they're governing themselves for 150 years. What's wrong here? What's wrong, King George? Parliament? Well, the thing is, America was prospering. And while in the early days, there wasn't much prosperity, and the kings, uh, King George's father and grandfather, these German guys, that's who King George is. King George III was German. Uh, you know, once America started prospering, then that got the attention of Parliament and the taxation and all that kind of thing. All right? So uh, I want you to hear my friends, that there are two views of life in America, and the way we can fight is not on the evil empire's way, but on the American Christian way, our common law way. And so I believe I'm going to have a download in the show notes about that, that how we fight for freedom is to get clarity, and you need to, to have a contrast. And I have tools for you on making that contrast. You want to know who are who are our enemies from, who are true Americans. Because many of us, sadly, are actually aiding, abiding, and complying with our enemies. We really are. We really are. And so, as you get clarity on that, it's going to be a very sobering time. It really is. It's going to cost you something, you see. Uh, If you really are going to love our country, but first and foremost, love our king, You can't love the country without loving the king. And love for the king, it says there in 1 Corinthians 13, love suffers. And as you get to know me, uh, we we have suffered. And and I've shared in in part, in small measures on this podcast ministry, there's much more I want to bring forward. I really, really want to do, I really want to do that. Because uh, it has cost us something (laughs) to, to live free. And we're still working on perfecting that freedom of self-government, all right? So get a hold of me at our ministry website, libertyisthelaw.us. Take the Pierce test. Look at our support page. Consider joining. Look at our mission. Take some action. Don't just listen and then go on your merry way. Yes, as you go on your merry way, doing the needful and responsible things you must for your family. Uh, let's, let's do something better together than we can in our individual capacity. And so today I've made uh, numerous ways you can do that. Please look at the Pierce test, take it, and let's get clarity, and let's start rebuilding out of the ruins of Babylonian captivity Thank you for those of you who are supporting. Consider those of you who may not be supporting us in a financial way. I'm here for you. I want you to come and visit us here. We're in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. We are here. Let's have some food. I'm an open book. Most people out there on the internet, on the internet, uh, they're just that's not true of them. And uh, I don't want to say much negative about that. But I can speak for myself. We want to build friends with America, American Christian friends. This series that I'm ending today on nursing America back to freedom is, I've been casting vision 
for the patriotic duty of American Christian mothers, moms, dads working hard, I trust. Moms, let's move it forward. Look at the Pierce test. Let's get this going. And uh, contact me there on that page. Go to the Rebuild page, then Conscience. You can see the information on the Pierce test. Uh, and then you can send me an email. There is a charge of $25. $25 uh, to take this and be no, have clarity in your conscience that you are rebuilding uh, your worldview and your virtue for our King. So thank you for listening today. And come uh, with me next time where on the next episode, I'm going to be starting a seven-part series, Lord willing, it's, well, it's a seven-part series on the biblical principles of America's Christian history and government and uh, leading up to uh, Independence Day, the 4th of July. Let's get clarity on those principles that our founders acted on that birthed this country into freedom. See you next time. Thank you for being a part of our Christian self-government ministry by supporting our sponsor. Don't you feel like giving back to the heroes who risk their lives every day to make the world a safer place? I mean, the military, the police, the firefighters, the first responders, they don't get enough respect or gratitude. To think that there are homeless veterans right now, I mean, they deserve a place to live. Well, my friend Lucas is a veteran who was tired of seeing other vets living on the street, and he started HeroSoapCompany.com. He makes natural soap that's healthier for you and your family. He uses essential oils, goat's milk, coconut oil, and if you have sensitive skin or dry skin, it's really perfect. But you can actually get a subscription and get it delivered to your door every month, but the best part is that it helps heroes like homeless vets get a place to live. Go over to HeroSoapCompany.com, use the coupon code QFAQ, to get a discount and check out all the varieties and my favorite one's peppermint because of the aroma the fresh tingly feeling it's really an awesome natural product for your family but while you're there learn about the charities that the hero soap company supports so you can support the heroes support your health support your family with chemical free soap and support the channel through herosoapcompany.com